Rick Hahn is a great friend of our show. And it's Sox Fest. I'll be broadcasting out there for the second straight date later today with Sports Talk Live. And Rick is kind enough to join us now here on Cap and Company on ESPN 1000. Rick, how excited are you that there's going to be 6,000 people in one room? It is a group that is so excited. And as you said yesterday, we may not have won anything yet, but you've put yourself in position. You know, we we feel great about it, Cap. Obviously, SoxFest is a is a fun weekend normally, uh, simply because you have a, a taste of spring here in the middle of a Chicago winter, and obviously, it, it's comprised mostly of uh, of diehard Sox fans. So it's it's good to get like minded people together to to anticipate baseball. You're right, though. This year is a little different. There's you know, more anticipation, more excitement. Uh, I think people are starting to see that. Uh, this, this multi-year plan is, is starting to come together, and, and there's reason for optimism that uh, certainly we're much closer to, to brighter days than, than we were even at the end of last season. So with that being said, hi, Rick, how are you? This is Shay. Um, hey, Shay, good morning. Good morning. Would you say that this rebuild is over? You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I don't get too hung up on, you know, the the titling of these things, I guess, in, from my perspective, as we talked about at, at the end of the season, that certainly the, the first stage of the rebuild is over. We're transitioning into that next stage. And in all candor, it's really that third stage, the one that comes after this, that's the most exciting. And that is the end goal of, of putting us in a position to, to actually be a championship contender on an annual basis. The real question that, that lays before us and that you know, I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to answer is exactly how long this middle stage is going to take, this transition from a burgeoning young core, now augmented with some fairly talented veterans, uh, and how long is it going to take for this to gel together as we continue to add uh, you know, young players from inside the system or other targets from outside over the next several months to turn into that third stage. You know, there's, there's certainly a level of anticipation uh, that it could be quick, and uh, we've seen it move quickly elsewhere in, in certain instances, but until we're actually playing the games and we see how this thing fits together, we're, we're not quite going to know how long it's going to take us until, uh, until we're at uh, that most satisfying third stage of this. So if you do get to that most satisfying third stage, and it's you know July, and you look and go, wow, we are, God willing, 26 games over 500, we're in first place, and you identify... Man, if we could get that, would you have, A, the prospect capital to be able to deal it? Because a lot of your top prospects will be core guys you're looking to build with going forward. And, B, will you be able to take the necessary salary back if that right guy is there that you feel can give you a championship run? You know, I'll ask, answer the second part first about the about the economic flexibility. Uh, it, it's been my experience over the last, you know, soon to be 20 years with the organization, that when we have the opportunity to win and there is something out there that we feel is going to help you know, solidify that opportunity, the resources have always been there to make that addition. Uh, we know the chances to win are, are sacred. Uh, we certainly uh, intend to put ourselves in the position to be able to win on an annual basis, but when you have one staring right in front of you and, and you believe it, the underlying fundamentals are there to make you believe that this is a real chance to win, uh, we've been able to, to draw upon the resources in order to make that happen, whether it's 
economic or from a from a prospect standpoint. What you're talking about in that first instance, in terms of moving moving players, and and you went right to the core, which is the most most difficult part. That's that's those first of all are good problems to have, but it's it's a tricky tricky balance because. We are trying to do something sustainable. We're trying. We're not trying to leap up for one year and, and grab a wild card and then regress back. Uh, so when it comes to balancing moving, you know, long-term future value versus short-term gain, that's a tough decision to make. And, and you know, quite frankly, I, I hope we're having that exact debate internally come June and July. I know there are some guys that are working their way back or into the system um, for you guys, Rick. How do you balance guys developing or working back from injury in terms of minor leagues, using them in the minor league system, and then major league experience? It's a real good question. It, it, I think it's a little easier when you're talking about the, the subset of that group that's working their way back from injury versus the prospect uh, who's just sort of building themselves up and, and developing through the system. When it comes to a guy coming back from injury, you know, our rehab guys are, are very, very good. And obviously, when you're, especially when you're talking about a, a Tommy John situation like we're dealing with with Kopech and Rodon and a couple of the prospects, it, there's a fairly clear regimen in terms of how to build a guy back. And, and it's proven to be successful both here and elsewhere. And you really, really, really can't deviate from that. It's as tempting as it may be at times to be like, well, shoot, he's ready. He can do his last two, three rehab starts here in Chicago, so to speak. That's, that's not real prudent. And, and we, we're never going to take uh, risks with a guy's long-term health in order to, to win, a, win a ball game on a given night. That's just not worth it. But when you're talking about the other group, the group that, you know, has seemingly mastered much, if not all, of what you're hoping for them to do in the minors. And uh, there's still some learning to do, just like we saw with Eloy and like we'll likely see with Luis Robert. Uh, but you feel like they can get that experience in Chicago, you might be more inclined to, to take that chance and, and see if you can catch a guy uh, who's on a nice roll in the minors and, and ideally isn't being challenged down there anymore and present him with the challenge of, uh, of the big leagues and even if that happens to be in the, in the middle of a pennant race. We're talking to Rick Hahn. He's the executive VP and general manager of the Chicago White Sox. Sox Fest this weekend is sold out over at McCormick Place and the vibe, the feel is just such a good thing. As you know, everything's a copycat league. The Bears run the 46, win the Super Bowl, and you got other teams trying to run the 46. They just didn't have the personnel to do it. But you also can probably learn by watching other teams, whether that's the other major league team in town or other teams in the major leagues. As you've gotten to this point, do you look at other teams and go, yeah, I see that mistake. They pushed their chips in the middle, and maybe the guy they got back wasn't good enough. Or, boy... That team overextended and signed that guy, and then it took our flexibility away. i got to be very careful. Is that a learning process as you go on throughout your career? Absolutely, and it's not just from looking around the league. It's also our own internal experiences. And, and we have the benefit also of, of hindsight in, in not only what, knowing what moves occurred both around the league or with us, but at least with our potential moves, knowing what we chose not to do or what we chose to do versus an alternative and how that played out, which is actually probably the most uh, educational element. Because when it, when it comes to a, a team that's not the White Sox making this or, or that move that in retrospect appears to be a mistake, 
you really don't have all the information that the internal front office is, is privy to and the scouts are privy to in terms of health and makeup and whatever other considerations goes into to a move. But with us, we obviously can you know relive. Why, why did we make this trade? What was the factors going into it? Were the scouts behind it? What were we trying to do? Uh, and, you know, it, we do, when we started this rebuild, we went back and, and we looked at some of how we got us to the position we were in, where we had a nice core of guys, you know, the first Seven, eight, nine guys on the roster were pretty darn good players who could capable of taking a team to a championship, but we lacked the depth behind it, and and that was a big goal in what we were trying to accomplish. And then, you know, quite frankly, we're not entirely there yet as an organization to to have a roster that you know has redundancy and, and depth built into it, and that's that's something that you know, we learn from our own past as opposed to, to looking, going to school on, on other clubs. Rick, we'll see you over at SoxFest. Looking forward to it. And thanks for always being so great with our show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. You Bye, too. Rick. There you go. Rick Hahn, Executive VP, General Manager, Chicago White Sox.